Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, joining us uh, on the show today is the president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Sandy Buckman. Dr. Buckman's been a guest on this program in the past. Good to have you back, Dr. Buckman. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, not at all, Roy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Dr. Teresa Martineau, respirologist. She was a member of the medical team caring for the Ontario teen and had a double lung transplant been necessary, Dr. Martineau would have been directly engaged with recovery from the surgery. She's, as I said, a respirologist. Dr. Martineau, good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time today. Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me. Let me start with you, Dr. Martineau. Knowing what you know now of the teen's uh, interaction and vaping, uh, maybe you can tell us some, something about that, which caused popcorn lung. People are asking, what's popcorn lung? No real surprise that a teen in Ontario was placed on life support with a severe vaping-related condition. Would you say that's true? Uh, whether that's a surprise, it's not a surprise. I think many of us would say we were in some ways waiting for something like that to happen. And uh, about a week before it happened, I was just thinking about all the agents that are um, contained in the vaping substances and wondering whether I would get a call like this at some point. And it was uh, very sobering that I got that call about a week later. And what? how can you explain to us in, in maybe as much as possible in layman's terminology what happened to this young man and what popcorn lung is? Sure. So maybe I'll just go over his uh, clinical course very briefly. He uh, vaped for about five months. He was a previously completely healthy 17-year-old, uh, no medical issues, no lung issues, and uh, was vaping daily for five months and then developed cough, shortness of breath, some fever over about a week, presented to the emergency room, initially thought of having an infection, treated with antibiotics, but a week later he represented to the hospital, needed to be admitted. A week later he was on uh, life support on a ventilator, and then a further week later he actually was not even stable on a ventilator and needed um, a higher level of life support that we call ECMO, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, where we run the blood through sort of a lung machine outside of the body. This is the highest level of life support that we can provide for respiratory failure. And this patient was really um, at the brink of death at that point. And um, we were all worried about him tremendously. And the London team that was taking care of him contacted my lung transplant team, essentially asking whether we could consider and think about a lung transplant for him if he does not get better. At that point, we had him transferred to the Toronto General Hospital um, and were planning to assess him, although within about a week, he actually improved on very high-dose steroids. Wow. Dr. Buckman, this really speaks to the uh, concern and the national concern and the concern of the Canadian Medical Association about the issue of vaping and the message that you have for the politicians who have the opportunity to take some action. Would you address that, please? Yes, certainly. So um, what an incredible and startling story. And, of course, um, we were worried that uh, why, sh why 
why is the government waiting to do something when these things are clearly happening? Are we going to wait for actually a young person to die because of this? Um, we, we feel that youth vaping has become a public health emergency and that we need to act, to act now. Uh, we, a coalition um, of, uh, of interested organizations such as Smoke Free Canada, um, Heart and Stroke Foundation, a number of other organizations um, with the CMA uh, presented to the uh, Ministry of Health, the Federal Ministry of Health, and we spoke to the um, to the deputy minister and his team, oh, probably now back in October, requesting an interim order to um, prevent uh, the promotion and marketing of uh, vaping products uh, to youth. Um, as uh, might have been said already on the show, youth vaping among 16 to 9-year-olds increased by a dramatic 74%. Uh, from 2017 to 2018, one-fifth of high school kids now report that they're using vaping products, and about one-seventh of children who are as young as 13 and 14. So um, the, you know, the, the great flavors, the um, vanilla and lavender and all the uh, cosmetic marketing is of great concern. Um, we, uh, we know that we were in, uh, in Canada, it was a leader uh, regulated the market and promotion of tobacco products to youth in the early uh, 2000s. It really decreased the um, the incidence of smoking. We were really getting somewhere, and now we're seeing a complete uh, reversal of that. These uh, cartridges, for example, often have very high levels of nicotine, um, about three times what they have, say, in the European Union right now, and so it's a portal to addiction. In addition to these acute uh, and life-threatening uh, respiratory syndromes. So um, we're very much in trying to uh, at least get the federal government to um, to ban the promotion and marketing to youth. Dr. Martineau, uh, what Dr. Buckman just shared with us and what you shared with us before, and then I look at the COMPASS data. COMPASS is an organization that follows students and among Ontario students participating in Compass in 2018-2019, 28% of males and 23% of females aged 15 to 19 have used e-cigarettes at least once in the last 30 days. Um, you and I were talking on, when you and I had an off-the-air conversation, Dr. Martin, I told you about following in my car, following a small vehicle, and uh, suddenly there was this big uh, cloud of smoke that came out of the car. My, Initial thought was the car's on fire, and and it kind of makes people giggle a little bit because then you realize it was vaping. But that is the scary reality. These kids are doing this. They don't maybe they don't recognize because what could happen. Let me get to the point here. Somebody's going to die, right? If we, the things don't change, Doctor Martin, someone's going to die. Someone will be like the seventeen-year-old uh, Ontario student, but it's not going to be savable. Yeah, I mean, uh, people have died. Forty-seven people have died in the U.S. In the uh, U.S., that's been right. reported on the on the CDC. Uh, no Canadian, as far as we know, at to this point, this uh, young young man was close and fortunately recovered. But I think, uh, you know, I think we can say people have died from vaping already. What is popcorn lung? Oh yes, I didn't answer your question. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so popcorn popcorn lung is uh, interestingly um, caused by a, a substance called uh, called diacetyl. Um, the 
official um, name for this disease is bronchiolitis obliterans, which is sort of a convoluted name, and that's why we prefer to say popcorn lung. It's much faster. It was first discovered in uh, in the people, um, in the factory workers that worked in, in the microwave popcorn industry, mixing the butter flavoring agents. Uh, the butter flavor actually is a synthetic flavor that uses this uh, chemical substance called, uh, called diacetyl, and it's uh, actually uh, safe for ingestion. It's uh, FDA approved for ingestion. And, uh, um, however, it's toxic when it's aerosolized and inhaled. It's very toxic to the mucosa in the lungs and causes uh, death of the epithelium or the, or the lining of the lungs and scarring of the small airways. And that's what we found um, in this uh, young man. Um, we couldn't uh, find pathologic diagnosis because he was too sick for a biopsy. But all the signs that we could identify pointed towards this diagnosis with uh, really a preservation of the air sacs of the lung and what looks looked like inflammation and maybe scarring of the small airways with obstruction of the airways um, and inflammation of the airways on pathology as well. And just to underscore, this was a previously healthy 17-year-old. This was a previously healthy 17-year-old, and I, I'm sorry, I just meant, meant to say uh, inflammation on the biopsy. We didn't actually find airways on the biopsy, just to be uh, correct. Okay, let me take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk more with Thank my you. guests about uh, this issue of um, vaping, uh, Dr. Sandy Buckman, president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Teresa Martin, a respirologist, and she, again, was a member of the medical team caring for that Ontario team. We're back with uh, Dr. Sandy Buckman, the president of the Canadian Medical Association, and Dr. Teresa Martineau, respirologist in Toronto, um, and uh, again, was on the medical team caring for that 17-year-old who was very close to death from uh, vaping-related reality. We have about five minutes left. Rather than my asking you questions, by the way, I asked a young, very young person on the other side of the glass, very young to me, uh, what's it going to take to get the message out? Does somebody have to die? And the answer came back to me, probably, for, for young, for kids to get it. Uh, that's not a, it's not something I want to subscribe to, but it's not something I'm willing to toss out the window either. What do you say, Dr. Buckman? I mean, how do you get the message out to kids? Yeah, I, I think it's important to remember, as we said before, um, young people have died in the U S mm-hmm. and, uh, so I have an echo here, so it's a little bit difficult to hear, but, um, Can you hear me okay, Dr. Martinuk? Are you okay? Are you still there? Yes, I hear you now. Okay. So I think what's really important is that the young people do hear the message. And I think uh, this has not been discussed that much uh, up to now. And I think seeing all these cases happening um, in the U.S. and Canada, and probably more cases will be apparent around the world, will needs to be discussed further. And I think if young people at least hear the message and understand the, the dangers, they can make a little bit more of an informed decision. We would like to see some regulations that can protect them. But I think both young people and adults have more information is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to take that on, Dr. Buckman? Uh, how, how do you get the message out to kids? I mean, maybe the conduit is the parent. Well, yes, I agree that uh, public education uh, of both uh, parents and uh, youth uh, is is critical. I mean, this is a really serious um, public health problem, right. and I and at least they're beginning to act in various provinces. So BC now has strong. Uh, 
strong legislation and a tax on vaping, which is going to um, make a, a big difference. But I think we need standardized uh, policy and regulation uh, across the country. And uh, just as the way tobacco, uh, the education about tobacco and cigarette smoking was so key, it can work. Um, it would be t- tragic to see that someone actually dies from this uh, before the, mm-hmm. the message actually gets out. Yes. And so I think it's imperative for the uh, government to act. And I'm, I'm very concerned that, in fact, uh, they haven't acted to this point uh, in time. So uh, there are some, you know, counterclaims that it's really useful as a smoking cessation tool. But we have to remember there are kind of two different populations um, that are doing this. The, the profile that we're seeing for youth and on young adult vapors suggest this uh, recreational approach to vaping, and it's the older group who is seeing it as smoking cessation product, for which the evidence is not great. Even the World Health Organization sort of counters that it may be a great uh, smoking cessation tool. So uh, it's not only the, um, I think, the the threat of these, uh, the life-threatening inju- uh, injuries that we're uh, seeing, but it's uh, it's really the whole aspect of this is also a portal to addiction. And so those messages have to get out as well. It's just really too soon to let it be sort of free and available in every convenience store and gas station for young people. Uh, and um, it's time tact. Yeah, I, you know, when, when you were just talking about um, addiction and uh, maybe uh, leading to uh, use of tobacco, you know, you start with the uh, you start with the vaping, and then you go to the cigarettes. We have to remember that 40,000 plus people in Canada die annually of tobacco related illnesses. We can't have a exactly. feeder we can't have a feeder program regardless of how it's marketed. I mean, yeah, you know, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and so that's another message that has to be uh, has to be made clear. Um, you know, there are um, you know the some of the uh, manufacturers are claiming that these hospitalizations are mainly due to uh, contaminated ca- cannabis based product those are misleading uh, we have to get the uh, the true information so the uh, the story that dr martino has just changed today that is what's happening it's not necessarily about contaminated ca- cannabis based products we just don't know yet so uh, we need Health Canada to also require mac- uh, manufacturers to go for authorization under the Food and Drug, Drag- Drug Act um, as well to make any therapeutic claims about these, pro- about these uh, products. Okay, we have about a minute left. Dr. Martin, why don't you say, don't you, I mean, you, 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 you know that young man, you treated him, uh, I'm sure you spoke with him, you may still be in contact with him, uh, sounds like you are. What what are your words to young people listening to this program right now? What do they need to know right now? Yeah, I think it's uh, really important to stay uh, informed. Um, I was just thinking about how I have a 12-year-old and uh, she sees other people vaping at uh, her school. And it's it's really worrisome as a parent to be watching this. And it was uh, very scary to see this young man because you, of course, extrapolate this to your own life. I think uh, young people just need to really uh, pay attention and learn and read about it. Um, and then the other thing I would want, would want people to know is that, you know, this is addictive. This is really hard to quit once you start. Um, 
sometimes people do need medical attention and medical help. Talk to your doctor, talk to your parents or other adults who can help you. And there are safe nicotine uh, products that can help with uh, smoking um, and vaping cessation that are much safer than resorting to vaping. All right. Thank you both very much for joining us. Dr. Sandy Buckman, President of the Canadian Medical Association. Dr. Teresa Martineau, Respirologist uh, in Toronto. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.